Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Best sports talk. Southern New England sports original. 103.7 WEEI. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Now it's time for Cordishy and Coit. Call the show at 401-737-1287. Southern New England Sports Original, 103.7 WEI. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Cordishi and Coy here on Southern New England Sports Original, 103.7 WEEI. Nick Coit with you, as usual. Uh, no Scott Cordishi this week. Scott is off, had a late night in Philadelphia, watching the Brown football team hold off Penn and earn a victory there, 30-26. to 26. So I'm sure that Big Red is somewhere smiling or probably sleeping at this point so uh i'm still here and i'm joined this morning by mark dondero who will be filling in for the next two hours he'll be on your airwaves for the next four hours good morning mark great to have you buddy what's going on nick good morning always a pleasure to be with you how are you um wonderful wonderful buddy and obviously a lot to talk about a lot to talk about a lot to talk about it is crossover season officially uh it's which means all the sports are playing we got the world series we got football we got ba- we got basketball, we got hockey, we got high school, we got college, we got oh man, I'm I'm glad I'm sitting on my couch. Makes me feel more comfortable with all the things we're covering right now. Um, but let's start. I don't know. You know what? Maybe I'll I'll, I'll throw it to you, Mark. Where where would you like to start this morning? Well, if you're going to do that, um, I guess <laughs> I'll offer my opening take on what I've seen out of the first two games from the Boston Celtics. I love and- it. You know, there's a lot of places we can go. We're obviously going to talk football, but this is what I've been I've been waiting to see how the Celtics look. Um, and there's a little bit of good, a little bit of bad. Not bad. I shouldn't say bad. Nothing's bad about starting 2-0 and kind of looking the way the starters have looked. But there are things that I'm, I'm still curious about, and obviously not all the questions are answered in the first two games. Let me start with this. Um, the big game that I was waiting to see was the game in New York. I did not... I was not as excited. I was not as interested in the game against Miami. Not that that game didn't mean as much. Not that that game wasn't um, against the team as good, obviously. But Miami in the in the spring and in the playoffs is a little bit of a different animal, a different situation. Playing them in the regular season, especially in October, doesn't stimulate me as much. The Knicks, a different story. Just because they're still kind of up and coming. The game was in New York. They really had their way with you last year. The way the Celtics won that game was important to me. And I thought that was an important step in the process to becoming the team that you're going to become. Now, do I think that Chris Stapp's Porzingis is going to be able to carry them uh, all the way through, you know, May and June and being the closer and hitting the, the big shots down the stretch of close games against good teams? No. 
But for one night, it was fun. It does offer a glimpse into what he is capable of doing in a situation where maybe, you know, Jalen Brown is kind of hopeless and Jason Tatum doesn't have it or whatever you want to say. I do think that was a good thing. But just the fact that they were able to win a game that was close down the stretch against a good team was big for me. Those things matter even early in the season. They matter. And I thought that that was the main takeaway. That was my primary headline takeaway from the first game. The other takeaway that wasn't as positive was it appears now, yesterday, last night, a little bit different situation. The Celtics were kind of able to avoid the nip and tuck close game. They, they pulled away at the, at the very end, which was great. If you can do that, great. But based on what we saw in New York, an officially close game down the stretch against a good team, it appears Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown have done nothing to, to get better in those situations. Now it's one game. And maybe the presence of Drew Holiday and Kristaps Porzingis will help them with this. But in one game, when they had a chance to look different and show what they've worked on, Jalen Brown was utterly hopeless. And Jason Tatum was turning the ball over and didn't really do much. He had a good game, but didn't really do much in that moment towards the end to say to me, look at the steps I've taken. So that would be, and I still think that the Celtics go as far as Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum take them. Now, I don't know what you think, Nick. Maybe Kristaps Porzingis becomes the Robin of this team ultimately. I still think it's about Tatum and Brown. Oh, yeah. It definitely is. I mean, those are your two best players. Um, and I'm glad you're starting with the Celtics this morning because that's sort of where I wanted to sort of where I wanted to go because, uh, you know, I, I think this is a team we're going to be talking at length about all season because they they have a chance to win a championship with their top six here. This this top six that everybody's talking about is really, really talented. And on any given night, I think any of those guys can be, you know, the lead guy can help lead you to victory. Last night, Derek White was uh, fantastic. And, you know, 28 points. The guy was, you know, on fire at some points. Um, you know, I, I think I'm I'm with you. On the fact that, you know, in, in a couple things, first of all, you're so right about Miami and being a different animal in April. How much Jimmy Butler's finished with what? 14 points last night, I think. He was 14 points. Hang on, I got it right in front of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah 14 was... points. 14 points, three of 11 from the field. Like he's just, that's not who Jimmy Butler is in April and May. And it's just, it's wild to think about how different he is. Um, you know, so it is, it is tough, but they are a good team. Um, and, you know, last night's game, I thought just the the spreading of the wealth, I think, between your your top five, everybody in double digits. Drew Holiday had a double-double. Like, that guy's, you know, he's going to contribute in a lot of different ways. I, you know, I, I think he's going to be so important for them. But, you know, to me, being so – we were at Madison Square Garden Wednesday, and there never felt like a sense – that the the Celtics were even even when the Knicks made that run, they go up six, they hit the corner three and one, whatever. Place is going nuts. Yeah. Let's go Knicks. I felt like the poise was still there from the Celtics. I didn't feel like there was any panic. I don't know what it was, but I just didn't feel panic from them. Mm -hmm. And that to me is a great sign because I think that is the confidence of a team that says. You know, okay, not whatever. Okay, six points. They get a swing. They made their run. Don't worry. Here we go. And they got to the free throw line. They whittled it down, and then Porzingis hit the big shot. So it's, yes, it's early. You know, you can't totally judge it on two games. There are some things that can improve. 
Um, you know, particularly, I think they're going to try to find what combination works off the bench here. But I, I think those are positive signs early. And the fact that they're starting 2-0, and you know, that's that's a great place to, to start. It means they're doing some things right together, uh, you know, Correct. early on here. That, that's the big thing. Um, look, I, eventually I'm going to need more off the bench than than Al Horford. Now, O'Shea Brissett was good last night. I know Jason, credit, uh, Jason Tatum credited him for kind of turning the game around. And that's fine. I mean, but I just need a consistent. I cannot have Luke Cornett. I cannot have Sam Hauser. They have. Still they cannot right. be a significant part of this team. If you want to throw in Sam Hauser, a little bit in the middle of the seat, you know, regular season minutes here and there, a shooter off the fine. But that can't be a guy that I'm leaning on to to play big postseason minutes. And I don't even want Luke Cornett on the team. No offense. I don't even want him on the team. I'd rather have Taco Fallback. So. <laughs> You're a big I, taco I, guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just you know, it's not. There's a lot of good things. I don't want to overshadow the fact that they've won the first two games, but they're really good, and we're nitpicking here. And based on where some of these teams have been, it feels good to be able to nitpick a team on their way to a potential championship, a realistic chance at a championship, because obviously the Celtics have that. I like Brissett. I think, you know, 6 7, 25 energy spark off the bench. If you can get that consistently, that's good. Um, but yeah, it could be just... like your new like Grant Williams ish, basically. Like that to me, you know, Grant was probably a little more undersized, but like that to me is something that's what I think when I think of a role that Brissett might be able to to play, which is a good thing. Yeah, you you have to replace some of those guys. And don't turn your back. I know I've been high on him, unreasonably high on him, but why can't you get Jordan Walsh some minutes? Why can't he go out there and defend? He's six seven, he's young, he's hungry. I mean, Christian Brown played some important minutes for the Nuggets last year yeah. who won the championship. I mean, you can you can work those guys in. Big Baby in 2008 wasn't big minutes, but he still had like a presence on that team. I just, I need, look, I'll the one thing you said that in New York and it felt maybe it felt different, I'll tell you what feels different for me. And maybe this isn't fair. Having Drew Holiday on this team is like putting a grown-up in the room for me, on the floor. Like it feels when he's on the floor, that things are stabilized, that nothing's going to get too bad when he's on the floor. Nobody's going to lose their mind too bad when he's out there. I don't know if that's real or not, but it just feels to me like he's such a stabilizing force and presence. And I love having him on the team. I love having him on the team. Not because he's got the most active hands defensively, which I love, um, not because he's a great on-ball defender and he can sh block shots at the rim and defend big and do it all. I, I feel like he's a calming presence. And when you juxtapose that to Marcus Smart, I did not feel like Marcus Smart was a calming presence in big moments, in big situations, down the stretch, well, all, all those scenarios that you could lay out there. I love having Drew Holiday on the team. I love having Chris Stapps on the team to this point. As of now, it's been a dream watching those two settle into their roles with the Boston Celtics. I think ultimately Tatum and Brown are going to benefit, and so far so good 2-0, and and they've looked great doing it. I'm drooling over Porzingis. I'm drooling. I mean, it is to have him on a team with Brown and Tatum. I just it, that immediately that opening night, I'm watching it, and I'm like, he's going to get a ton of shots a game because he's just going to be left open. Because the other two guys are the bigger threats offensively, but and it's funny to say that because he's a seven foot guy that can shoot like it's it's and stretch the floor like that. It is, 
Whew, I'm drooling over him. And your your point on Holiday, Mark, I, I think is a good one. You know, I'm sitting there with my my partner from Channel 6, Ian Steele, and, you know, I'm leaning over. Every time Drew touches the ball or he takes a shot, I don't know how many shots he had Wednesday night against the Knicks, but I didn't feel like whenever he took a shot, it was out of rhythm or a bad shot. And, and you know, as much as we love everything that, that Marcus Smart would bring as a player, we know offensively there'd be times where he would come down the floor, jack up a three, and you're like, why is Marcus Smart shooting a three five seconds into the shot clock? What are we doing here? We have better offensive options. I didn't feel like we got that from Drew Holiday. And Holiday's just a better offensive player, and he can do more things. He's got a post game. Like, there's there's a lot to him. And, you know, when he takes a three, it seems like it's in rhythm and – I just think those things are so, you know, so important. And you're right. Like he, he has a presence about him. He's a what 14 year veteran, I think, which is wild. And Tatum was joking that, you know, you played, you played against Tracy McGrady and now you're playing with me. Like I thought that was, you know, Hey, a little humor there from Jason Tatum, which is great. Um, but like, it just, it lays out the fact that how long he's been in the league and how much experience that he has and that that's a great thing for this team to have is a, a point guard who's tough and can can give you things in a timely manner, I think. And so far, I think that's what we've seen from from Drew Holiday. And he's going to continue to get better because he's still sort of new in his few weeks that he's been with the Boston Celtics. Everything under control. He's always under control. I mean, down the stretch of last night. And I'll give Jason Tatum some credit here. I thought this was an, a sleepy big play in the game. And I forget how much time was left. But... Um, it came off of a big, I think it was a rebound that Holiday snatched from, from Bam. But they were coming up the floor. Tatum almost leaves a drop pass for Holiday around midcourt. Wasn't backcourt because they hadn't crossed the midcourt line. Leaves a drop pass for Holiday. Holiday finds Derek White in the corner. And then late in the game, you know, Miami sort of cut it to three for a minute, you know, a little over a minute left. Holiday calmly comes down. Little baby elbow J stretches the lead back out you don't think about it but that's a big shot right there in that moment so a calming presence a calming influence again nothing i had respect for marcus smart obviously his defense was great he really improved offensively but i didn't always feel like you said he was in control sometimes he'd be out of control sometimes i feel like he'd be trying to do too much intentions were right you know his intentions were good but he just tried to do too much I don't feel like you're going to get that from Drew Holiday and I'm just, it's a, sometimes it's a feeling. It's a feeling and, it, and it's it's right. At the end of the year last year I had a feeling that at the end of games I was going to see the Celtics find a way to fumble the game away. And I was right. They did that more often than win those close games last year. It was a feeling. Now I have a feeling that Drew Holiday is really going to help the team and that they're better off when he's on the floor late in games. Hopefully that one's right because so far it has been. Well, and think about too in the postseason what teams were doing defensively late in those games too. Like if, if your starting five that you're going with right now, Mark, is the the five that you're going to have on the floor at the end of a game, who does a defense look at and say, ah, okay, well, maybe, maybe we're, we're okay leaving him open for the last shot. Like of those five. Jalen Brown. Der- maybe try to force right him now. to his left. Yeah, right? Maybe I mean, honestly, if you're asking left. that question, I would, tr- I would still – and this is going to sound stupid. I would still force Tatum to prove in those spots 
he can come through. I would force Brown and Tatum at the end of games to beat me. That's how I'd play the Celtics as of now. I would not allow Porzingis or Holiday, guys that, you know, for, you know, we just talked about how cool they can be and what Porzingis did on opening night. I would force Tatum and Brown. Historically, have had struggles closing games, ending games. I'd force them to beat him, beat me. Well, point is, though, I think last spring, and, that, and that's okay. So, so you leave Jalen Brown open. If you're a team, you can't feel good about doing that. No, right? No. Like, yeah, like that. That's that's the the wild thing. Like teams last spring, it was it was obvious. Let Marcus Smart shoot. That's what what teams would do. They'd be like, I cover everybody else, double team Tatum, whatever. Fine. Let them inbound the ball to Marcus Smart. Let him think, I'm going to be the hero. I'm going to jack up the three. I'm going to win the game. You're not doing that to Drew Holiday. You're not doing that to Porzingis. You're not doing Maybe the second guy would be, you know, on that list might be Derek White. I'm not doing that with Derek White. That guy guy hit a big shot in the Eastern Conference Finals last year. Like, the, the guy makes the right plays. Like, that. this team is, that top six, they are top heavy. That that, And even last night, Al Horford didn't score. He had 10 rebounds. Like guy came in. He's a veteran. He's a, he's a guy that's going to give you a lot if he's going to be continuing to come off the bench. Uh, it, it, so it's it's a scary prospect for teams. So that, that's, that stands out to me, just thinking about what kind of threats they have here, um, you know, all around on the, on the floor. They're, they're pretty deep all around. You know, the other thing I'll say too, Mark, about, about the Celtics so far, something that I think, you know, both of us in our sports office have felt I feel that Joe Missoula is 10 times more confident than he was last spring, you know, at, at this point in time. I, I don't know if it was just having a full off season to prepare to lead this team, but just the way that he's, you know, talking, the way that he carries himself, you know, around the players, around the media, all of that. I just feel like he's well-prepared. He is well-supported with his new staff. Um, I don't know how you felt about Missoula so far, but I just, I feel a lot of confidence from him. And that, that's a great thing to see here going into a second year. That's a lot less chaotic than the way he went into his first year. I've been impressed and I'm very hopeful that what you said is true and turns out to be true. It feels like to me, again, just sort of what I'm, what I'm vibing based on what we've heard and what we've seen and early in the season, it really looks like he did some significant self-scouting talk to people, talk to mentors. And let's not, you know, let's remember here, Joe Mazzula um, needs to take the appropriate approach at this because he, he you know, he kind of lucked into the position with, you know, with respect. So he has to understand you are really lucky and fortunate to be in this position and have this job with this team and this group of players. You need to make sure you make the most of it. And I think he is. So credit to him. I think he looked at it now. You know, I didn't see his press conference after the game last night. I think he looked at how he treated the media last year and somebody gave him some good advice and was like, hey, dude, you're not Belichick. Like, ease up, have a relationship with people, and don't be such a, a, you know, a D-bag. And I think that would benefit him. I think he looked at sort of how he handled some game situations, some, some philosophy situations, defensive philosophy. All of those things... I think he was open to being – I think he, he went into this offseason with an open mind on how he could get better, and that looks like it's benefited him early. I think he's going to be a better coach because of it, and I think, yeah, I agree with you. So far, I'm impressed with how I've what I've heard and, and obviously what I've seen. So if that continues, 
it's even better for the Celtics, obviously, based on what they were at the beginning of la- or at the end of last year. And just one more thing, Nick. Remember, yeah. somebody, if we forget kind of how the whole thing transpired during the playoffs, somebody had to go after Marcus Smart said what he said. I think it was in the Philadelphia series about Joe Missoula. Uh, what was it? You know, and rightfully so. He was he was criticized and rightfully so. It yeah, was right. at that point. I, I said it in real time. I remember thinking some, one of the two had to go because you don't make that kind of comment and you come back from something like that, in my estimation. And it looks like they picked Joe Missoula and he has taken um, his, his best steps forward to make the most of that. That's what I'm seeing. And that's very hopeful for me. Yeah, it, it was two guys it felt like that were, you know, I, I don't know, pushing back maybe. Maybe it's not, not the right way to say it, but like, you know, it was smart, and it was Malcolm Brogdon at at points. I'd say Grant like, Williams too. Yeah, Grant too. Yeah, that's right. You know, and all those guys are gone. Um, they've they've fully supported the head coach, new staff, obviously too. Um, yeah, it, it's he is fully supported, and obviously that's a good thing for him. All right, let's give out the number here: four zero one seven 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 one zero three seven. The number to call in and talk to us if you'd like to talk some Boston Celtics this morning with Mark and myself. If you want to talk some Boston Bruins. Oh, how lovely the end of that game was the other Play, night. Playoff form already, Nick. That was oh, a disgusting baby. act. It was bad. We'll get into that. We will talk about the new chief baseball officer of the Boston Red Sox, Craig Breslow. Um, you know, maybe we'll come back. I'll tell you why I really like this for the Red Sox. I think he is a good fit, and we'll, we'll tell you why coming up. Plus, we'll talk about the New England Patriots, and we'll get into a little bit of college basketball I made a trip to New York City this week. I was at Big East Media Day. Mark and I were talking a little bit back and forth through text, uh, just talking about you know some of the the personalities there and the things we're going to see. Big East basketball is going to be very interesting this year, so we'll talk about that later in the show. Again, 401-777-1037 is the number to call in and talk to us. Joe's going to give us the headlines and keep us updated here. We will take a break. It is Cordishian Coit with Coit and Don Darrow on Southern New England Sports Original, 103.7 WEEI. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. T